Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Curiosity.com. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn about whether some trees really are immortal. Then we'll talk to physician James Hamblin to learn what would happen if you stopped showering. And other fun facts from the emerging science of the skin microbiome. Let's satisfy some curiosity. I've got some news. Are you ready? Trees are not immortal. I know, kind of a letdown, right? But stay with me. Scientists weren't sure whether trees actually age like you or I do. And now a new paper is shedding some light on the question. Now, most people know that Earth is home to some very old trees. So it wasn't too hard to believe a study about tree lifespans that came out earlier this year. There, the researchers analyzed the genes of 600-year-old ginkgo trees and found that they were thriving with the vigor of trees that were just 20 years old. 600 years old, 20 years old. Wow, that is a fascinating study. But it led to some news outlets getting a little carried away with the headlines. Stuff like, why the ginkgo biloba tree is basically immortal. So another researcher published a paper later in the year arguing that, sorry, trees are very much mortal. But they age so slowly that it's hard for humans to notice. I mean, old trees are old. The most senior live to be about 5,000 years old. That means they were saplings about the time when humans invented writing. They were hundreds of years old when the Great Pyramid of Giza was built. How can anything possibly live so long? Well, for one thing, it helps that trees have a fairly simple body plan. Roots, trunk, branches, leaves, that's about it. Keeping it simple makes recovering from damage a lot easier. For instance, if a tree loses a few branches in a storm, it's not too tough for it to sprout a new limb and replace what was lost. If I lose a body part, I'm down a body part and a lot of blood. As the Twitter meme says, we are not the same. Trees also use their dead tissue as a building material. In older trees, the trunk could be 90% dead wood, giving the tree heft and height without requiring nutrients or maintenance. These strategies mean that for some species, older trees actually have a better chance of survival than younger ones. But that doesn't mean they're immortal. In the end, stress and other symptoms of age build, from subtle aches and pains to life-ending physiological changes. In ginkgos, for instance... The vascular tissue that transports water and nutrients up the trunk gets thinner with age. Time also depletes the supply of a tree's growth hormone. Scientists are still learning more about how trees age, but don't hold your breath for a lot of definitive studies anytime soon. As you might imagine, these experiments take a very long time. Over the course of your life, you'll spend about two full years just washing yourself. That's a lot of time. So that might make you wonder, what would happen if you just stopped showering? I mean, humans spent a pretty long time surviving without being squeaky clean. Is it really necessary for us to stay so sanitized? The answer is actually kind of complicated, according to Dr. James Hamblin. He's a staff writer at The Atlantic, a lecturer at the Yale School of Public Health, and a specialist in preventive medicine. And oh yeah, he actually did stop showering to see what would happen to his skin. 
More on that in a few minutes. He's also the author of a new book called Clean, The New Science of Skin, which explains the surprising effects of our hygiene practices. It all has to do with the new science of the skin microbiome. Yes, I said microbiome. You've probably heard of the gut microbiome and maybe even the eye microbiome if you're a regular listener. And yes, researchers have recently started spending more time researching the skin microbiome. We asked James, what do we know about the skin microbiome and what are the little microbes all over us actually doing for our skin? It's very early days, but we know it's going to be similar to kind of like the understanding of the genome, of the human genome, and of the gut microbiome. It's going to be complicated and it's going to involve a lot of interactions. And it's sort of like an, it is an ecosystem. I think that's a helpful way to think about it. That these microbes feed off of the oils that our glands secrete and that they sort of help maintain a homeostasis of the way our skin is functioning and interacting with the outside world. And then when that goes wrong is when we see flares of inflammatory skin conditions, acne, eczema, psoriasis. Um, It's not necessarily the only thing or even the primary cause, but that it's at least part of the puzzle that we've been that we've been missing. But it's not going to be so simple, just like with the genome and the gut microbiome, it's not going to be so simple as, oh, well, here's the one gene that causes depression, or here's the one gut probiotic you can take to optimize your whole microbiome. You know, it's going to be a, a complex orchestration of different populations in different people in different proportions that are ultimately uh, changing the way we look and feel. You experimented with not showering, is that right? So you kind of experimented on yourself to see what the microbes would do. What what happened there? Yeah, um, you change, you get used to it. And I didn't understand how that could happen. It's sort of like when you're in the book, I liken it to to training for a marathon or to, you know, easing yourself off of uh, drinking so much coffee. Your body sort of gets used to a new uh, <laughs> new normal. And you stop smelling so much and stop being as oily as um, if you just cold turkey quit showering and cleaning yourself, um, which all of us have, have done. And we smell bad and look oily. But uh, when you change more gradually, it's tolerable. And it seems to be that that is mediated, at least, by changes in the way you're, you're harboring microbes. That you, you're sort of <laughs> reaching a an idea of a homeostatic equilibrium where you're just not you're not being populated by these onion smelling terrible <laughs> bo type uh, microbes or at least if they're there they're not dominating the microbes on your skin so you kind of just smell more constantly like a like a human being not terrible but not like a fresh pine mountain breeze. <laughs> That's incredible. So yeah, I, I want to go back to maybe the, the marketing angle. Why are we so obsessed with cleaning ourselves? And why, why is marketing so good at convincing us that we need to be squeaky clean? Yeah, that's kind of a, a central question of the book. And it's a long and complex answer that is hard to distill because there are various elements. Certainly, there, there are cases where it's autonomous. We just feel better. We, uh, you know, it, we, we like it. But a lot of uh, the practices that we associate with cleanliness are sort of vaguely, weirdly imbued with this health halo, you know, because say shampoo and conditioner 
are sold in pharmacies. And uh, there's some marketing imagery about, uh, you know, uh, wholesomeness and, and health and purity that comes along with it. But uh, it doesn't mean that more is better. It doesn't mean that we really need to be stripping the oils from our hair at all. And that is weirdly also tied up with the fact that hand washing is so, so extremely important and effective that we've sort of extrapolated, oh, well, you know, if a little, or, you know, if it's really important to my hands, it's got to be good to wash my whole body equally aggressively all the time. And just like everything in health, you know, just because a little bit is good or vital does not mean that more is better or even good. We definitely don't have enough time on this podcast to dive into the whole history of skincare. But hopefully you at least understand that skincare and cleanliness is actually a lot more complicated than the idea that you need to shower every day. If you want to learn more, you can pick up James Hamblin's newest book, Clean, The New Science of Skin, which we'll put a link to in today's show notes. All right, well, let's recap what we learned today, starting with the fact that trees are not immortal. Womp womp. But they can grow to be really, really, really old, which might be why we thought they might be immortal, because we don't live as long as they do, and it's really hard for us to see those changes. It can also take them several days just to greet each other during an ent moot. <laughs> oh my gosh, why didn't I predict that? Why didn't I predict the ent reference? But this wasn't <sighs> an ent wives reference. That's true. Yeah. Though now that you mention it, where are they? <laughs> where are they indeed we also learned that the microbes on our body eat the oils and stuff our skin secretes so basically your whole body is an ecosystem not a wonderland womp womp that's why when james hamblin eased his way off of showering all the time his body kind of naturally adapted so he didn't smell bad at least according to him we weren't in the same place true I feel like every few months I see a trend on Twitter of women going, washing your face is a lie. Everybody stop washing your face. I stopped washing my face three months ago and my skin has never looked healthier. And like, I always try for like a few days and then I'm like, no, no, it's no, I have to, I have to wash it. It just feels gross. But <laughs> so it, it takes, it takes effort. It really does. It takes effort not to wash your face. <laughs> James also told us that marketing and advertising do a great job of making skin cleanliness seem like it's essential, partly because you find skincare products in pharmacies, which sell medicine, and partly because, you know, there are some cases where cleanliness is really important, like washing your hands. Everybody, wash your hands. Yes, washing hands, very important. Don't want to send mixed messages there. However, do you need a coconut apricot exfoliating facial scrub every day? Eh, questionable. Cody, I'm never going to show you my medicine cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I am married. My wife does also have facial care products. It's no judgment. I use a relatively high-end body wash, actually. <laughs> so. Your wife has amazing skin from what I've seen. So whatever she's doing is great. Today's first story was written by Grant Curran and edited by Ashley Hamer, who's the managing editor for Curiosity Daily. Today's episode was produced and edited by Cody Goff. Wash your hands, but everything else optional. Then join us again tomorrow to learn something new in just a few minutes. And until then, stay curious. Stay curious.